0: All right, everybody go outside. It's probably just somebody pulled it, but
1: everybody's gotta go outside. Go outside the front of the building, please.
2: Please exit in a calm and orderly fashion.
1: That was great emergency response, guys.
0: Y'all did so good. None of you would burn. That's good.
3: It looks like five minutes till service, guys. Grab a seat, grab a friend, sit down, and let's do this.
0: Yo, 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 Bridge, Bridge youth, youth Fire Alarm what's Special. What's
4: up? How you guys doing? If you guys are doing good. Raise your hands. How we
5: doing? Oh,
0: we got a good crowd. We got a good crowd.
4: Nice, <laughs> nice.
0: All right, so, so. everyone who's
4: coming on in, come in and grab a seat in the front. And we're going to start with our family time question tonight. Okay, personally,
0: me and Brittany really debated this one. It's a tough decision, but would you rather have to deal with a sore throat or a stuffy nose?
4: What's it going to be?
0: Would you rather choose stuffy nose or sore throat?
5: Stuffy nose. Ah. Stuffy
0: nose
3: at,
0: no, yeah, sore throat. Sir, stuffy nose or sore
3: throat?
4: Yeah, exactly.
0: stuffy nose. Stuffy nose, that's right, okay. That Three thumbs. Stuffy nose or sore throat? What,
3: what about
0: you, bud? We got another stuffy, stuffy nose. nose.
4: Stuffy nose.
0: Stuffy nose or sore throat? Stuffy nose. That's 4 0.
3: Stuffy
4: nose. No, sore throat.
0: We got a sore throat, okay!
4: Sadie (laughs) says, Stuffy
5: Nose.
0: Van, Stuffy stuffy Nose nose or sore throat? Stuffy Nose. Five to one, my goodness.
4: Everyone prefers a Stuffy Nose.
0: Trinity, Sore Throat, or Stuffy Nose?
3: I said Stuffy Nose.
0: Six to one. (laughs) How many of us said Stuffy Nose? Stuffy Nose, what about Sore Throat? It's kind of one-sided. Okay, I thought it'd be a little bit of that. <laughs> All right, y'all. If you don't already, I don't say I don't want to say do it now, but after service, pull out your phone, go to Instagram and TikTok, follow us, Bridge Y T H underscore, Bridge Y T H underscore on Instagram and TikTok, please.
4: Also, there is never any pressure to give, but if you'd like to give, you can give electronically or at the station that we have in the back next to the double doors.
6: That's right.
0: <clears throat> this Sunday, Bridge Youth. This Sunday. Say this Sunday. this Sunday. We got connect groups this Sunday, 11.30 a.m. I want to see everybody there. Okay? Okay.
4: <laughs> Bible Clubs, we have Student Venture going on, guys. How many of you guys like Student Venture? Yeah. We love Student Venture. We'll see you guys on your campus clubs. If you have any questions, DM us at bridgeYTH underscore. We have some answers for you.
0: Yeah, we have some fun at Bible Clubs. I want to see more people there. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, last Definitely not least, Youth Convention, 2023. Woo! <laughs> we got we're some excited hype for for it. that. Okay, it's a three-day event where we're going to make friends, connections. We're going to learn a lot about God. Who wants to learn about God? All right, we're going to get closer to God and each other. There's going to be thousands of teenagers there. Do you want to be one of the thousands? Yeah. Do you, you want to have
4: something to say? Like, <laughs> hey, I went to Youth Convention, and your friend's like, I didn't go. And you're like, well, I did, so yeah. I'm kidding. This event is going to sell out
0: soon, so I want you to register, and I want you to register quick, okay? I want to see y'all there.
4: Awesome. All righty, guys. Now we're going to come up for our favorite time. Worship!
5: Well, what's up, what's up, Rich Youth? Hey, happy Wednesday. Somebody check it out, fuck! for your grace, God. Thank you for your mercy. Every breath is yours, God. Come on, we sing How Great. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation I turned to heaven. Spoke your name into the silence, the, the yes. Come on, that's good news. Come on, good morning. the morning.
3: there might be tribulation, but listening to this song, all I could think of was John 16, And he said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. There is nothing that you are facing today that is bigger or better than our God. You guys, he has something for you tonight. And I don't want any distraction in this place. I don't want the fire alarms. I don't want anything to distract you from what God has in store for you. It might look a little different tonight, but it's gonna be good. So be expectant, be ready to receive and posture yourselves because I don't know about you, but I don't wanna miss the plans that God has. And he has big and better plans bridge you. Here at The Bridge, we believe in every single one of you. We believe that you guys are not just gonna be the church of tomorrow. You're not just gonna be the church of five years from now, but you are the church of today. You are the church of right here and right now. So we're gonna invite one of our students to come up and pray. If you guys can just, if you feel comfortable, just lift your hands and posture yourself for what God is gonna be doing in this place, Van, Can you pray for us? All
2: right, oh, that's long. all right, let's pray. All right, dearly, Father God, I thank you that we are here tonight for a purpose. And I pray that we will respect the house of the Lord tonight, Lord, and that great things can happen from that. Lord, you love us and you are seeking after us tonight. And you want us to know you more deeply. And I pray that you will allow us to do that through you. I thank you that we are open to that, Father. I thank you for speaking through Corey and Amber and that they will be attentive to your Holy Spirit and that be sensitive to it. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Thank you for today, Amen.
3: Amen, amen. Who's excited for the message tonight? Who's excited? All right, Bridge Youth, on the way back to your seats, high five three people and say, are you ready?
2: Uh, alright, yeah. Cool. Uh, is this
3: right here is this nice setup.
5: What's your name? Shannon Sharp. <laughs> no, hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Wyatt.
3: Alright, are you currently in a relationship or are you single? Hey, you tell me. So, we're just gonna ask you a couple questions. Be honest, be truthful. What's the worst place to go on a first date?
0: Um, now hear me out really quick one of the worst first dates is the movies what's your name I'm um, i'm cameron
3: cameron all right cameron are you currently in a relationship are you single is it complicated
2: i am the utmost single
3: oh okay so she's a five
2: she's a five
4: okay
3: but she loves jesus
0: <sighs> i'm i'm gonna have to go with She's in 100 then.
3: Mm. Yeah. you proposing?
0: Uh, like, I think I'm yeah, yeah. dropping down on... Right now. We, and, yeah. Do,
2: do you have Before her? You. Do you have her?
0: We she have her. Is she coming in right now? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I'll, uh... I, I'm... Bye. All
3: right. <laughs> She's like widdwee-gwitty into poogoo-wiggly white now. So <laughs> why do you do that? What's your name? Liv. Liv. Um, are you currently single or in a relationship? I'm currently single. Um, best pick-up line. Uh, it's are so you from bad. Tennessee? Because you're the only ten
1: Hello. I see. Well, that's good. That's good! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Love me purge you. <Bruce. laughs> hey.
3: Hey! So great time to you here. What's your name? My name's Trinity. Are you single, dating, married, or is it complicated? I am in a relationship. What's his name? His name is Marco. He currently lives in North Carolina. Long distance. <laughs> Never been on a Discord date though. No camera goes, he's a 10, but it's long distance. <laughs> he's a 10, but he has bad music taste. is She just said zero! She was gonna say zero!
1: What's your best dating advice?
3: Don't date till you graduate.
1: Word. That's all. That's a good word. Bridge Youth, how are we doing tonight? Hey, look at the person you're sitting next to. Say, you look good. You look good. I don't know if your mic's on. She's got Levi's mic. Amber's got Levi's mic. Hello,
7: hello. Okay, now say it again. Now say it again.
1: Say what she said to me.
7: You look amazing. Oh,
1: come on. Cut it out. Hey, you guys doing good? <laughs> I missed <laughs> you. <laughs> we missed you. Did you guys miss us? Be honest. Did you miss us? Like yeah, scale of like one it. to 10. <laughs> hey, missed you guys so much. For those of you who don't know, um, we were on the other side of the world in the UK for a couple of weeks. Did a pastors and leaders conference. Did a little uh, vacation. Amber's dream vacation and it was so so great we came back feeling refreshed i'm still cold um warming up there's no sun in the uk but it was a lot of fun it was really really cool but there's no place like home we're so stoked to be back so stoked to be right here with you guys for anybody who doesn't know us maybe this is your first time here Maybe you got dragged here by a friend, um, and maybe they promised you, like, you were going to uh, uh, Starbucks or something, and then you went to Starbucks, and they're like, oh, I forgot to tell you. After Starbucks, we're going to church, and you're like, church? What the world? And you got, like, finagled into coming. Finagled. You got finagled. Everybody say Finagled. You're like, did I just cuss in German? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you got, like, tricked into coming here tonight, but here you are. let's tell you, if you are brand new, you are the coolest person in the whole yes. room. We love you. We're so stoked that you're here. We love meeting new people. Uh, we like saying here at Bridge Youth something that never gets old for us. We like welcoming our guests by saying we are here to build you up, not
7: beat you up.
1: We love you. We back you. You don't have to believe to belong. Whether you're in the room or you're watching online, we're so stoked that you chose to join. Join us tonight, Amber. You want to tell them about youth convention?
7: Yes. Who has been to youth convention? I There's have. There's a few. Like it's been since 2020 since we've been to youth convention. So I feel like this year's youth convention is going to be ridiculous. It's Epic. like we're finally back, yes. and we have a bit of a British invasion. We have Lit. Paul Reed, who's going to be there from Audacious. Our boy Reed. And we have the, his lead pastor, Glenn Barrett, who's incredible. The man, the myth, the legend. So we are so stoked. And Reggie Dabbs is going to be so sick, too. Like, yeah, it's gonna if you be don't know incredible. who Reggie Dabs is. You'll know when you go oh, and you, you won't forget.
1: You're you going to learn today. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to learn today. <laughs> Not today. You'll learn April 28th to the 30th.
7: Yes, the yeah. last weekend of April. It's so, going to be amazing.
1: Um, here's the thing about youth convention, though. Um, very limited spots. It's not like camp where we can just take as many people as we want. Very limited spots. And registration went live today. Today. So you're going to want to go get your spot ASAP. Like, go home tonight. Probably the only way you can guarantee you're going to youth convention is go home tonight. Go to your parents. Say, I want to go to youth convention. And we go, what's youth convention? Say, it's your way of getting rid of me for three days, okay? And they'll be like... I'll pay anything. What, what amount of money do I have to pay? They'll just start throwing $100 bills at you to get rid of you for three days. Um, <laughs> you're like, no, my parents love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, but seriously, like, it will, it will sell out, and it will probably sell out quick. So go register as fast as you can. Um Hey, before we jump into tonight, concluding this thing, uh, next week. Somebody say, next week.
7: Next week.
1: Next week, we're starting a brand new series, a series entitled um, Rock Bottom. <laughs> a okay. series that's tough. Thank you, <laughs> Rock Bottom. The series is entitled Rock Bottom. Anybody anybody else uh, ever go through anything tough at all in your whole life? Yeah, no, like everybody, right? Everybody. So, like, the question is, days. what do we do in those seasons? And that's what this series is going to be all about, what to do in Rock bottom seasons tonight's gonna look a little bit different if you're brand new you don't know that it looks different but if you're here um on the regular you know typically there's just one table and no chairs and just me up here hooting and hollering and shouting and um anybody else who uh who's ever on the platform like whether like van praying or people who do transition Wyatt preaching whatever Uh, even Noah where you at Noah Southall there you are. Hey, do you see, do you have, like when you're singing, do you ever see your, like in the light, you ever see your spit? What? Dude, it's so, like I, I always think while I'm preaching, oh, yeah. once in a while you'll just see like beep, like spin. like, do you guys see that? No. Do you, guys, you guys don't see, I shouldn't have said I nothing, I've no. outed no, myself. Really <laughs> I have outed myself. Usually it's like me up here um, preaching and stuff tonight. It's going to be both. Amber and I, and we're concluding this series, really last week was the conclusion of this series, asking for a friend, but while in, um, while in England, I just felt like there were some things on our heart we wanted to share, and then also I just felt like there's probably some things on your heart that you guys wanted to hear about. So yesterday we threw on our Instagram story a question box, and we got flooded with questions. You guys sent so many amazing questions. Awesome, awesome, awesome questions, uh, many of which we're going to dig into tonight. But tonight, you'll also have the opportunity to send in some questions live. I'm looking for my phone. I will be right here on my telephone device on our Instagram, going, looking through our DMs on Bridge Youth. Um, at any questions that you guys would want to submit pertaining to this series, Asking for a Friend, the topics of love. Sex, dating, Um, every time the junior hires tense up. They go, love, they go, here it comes. Sex, no. They're like, please don't say it, no boy. Um, And dating, relationships, marriage, future marriage, singleness. Uh, One of our students came up to me before service and said, does the Bible say anything about being single? Like potentially the rest of your life? And I was like, that's not in your plans, is it? Um, and, And I shared some some of the responses to that, which, yes, the Bible does say a lot about that and gives a little bit of permission to that if it's what God calls you to and all of that sort of stuff. But you guys might have a ton of questions. Send them in. We'll do our best to get to them. It's going to be a fun and awesome night. It's going to be a chill night. So everybody, everybody just kind of like lean back, get comfortable. All right. Anybody, got, anybody, else, anybody else got a beverage? I, my water, I got, okay. some, I got a, what's called a London fog right here. It's tea. <laughs> But it's got a little bit of cream in it. Delicious. Go ahead and just take a little sip of your, your beverage. What you cracking open there, girl? Root beer? Dude, I love root beer. Is it IBC? IBC's goaded amongst root beers. It's going to be a fun night. Amber, why don't you pray for us, then we're going to get started. Now yes. close your eyes, let's pray.
7: God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that we have this community of people who get to grow and learn together about you. And, Father, I pray tonight that our hearts would be wide open, that we would be open to hear you, Father, that if words come and they maybe offend us, God, I pray that we would be open to receive it because it's from you. God, if it's a good word, I pray that it would just bring joy to our heart, Father. And I pray that you would be the director of our future, God, and not just the director of our future, but the director of our now so that we can get to the future that you're taking us to. And so I just thank you for um, tonight, and I thank you for what you want to do, the things that you want to speak through us, and um, we are so expectant. God, we need your word, we need your wisdom, and we need all the fun and crazy, but God, we, we need your direction and all of this stuff, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, we're going to kick off with some icebreaker questions, some questions that were sent to us that are, like, just kind of fun, kind of cool. Uh, the first one is asking us, uh, what was our first date? And I asked, actually, <laughs> you guys, I got in trouble. Everybody say, uh-oh. No. I went to Amber, and I said, Amber, what was our first date? Well, we were
7: both trying to figure it out. <laughs> we were literally we trying were to figure out. We friends for now, a long time. So
1: in my notes, I literally put, youth group? Because legit, like, when we first started hanging out, first started dating, basically all we did was go to youth group all the time. If the church was open, we were there, and our whole lives were, like, surrounded by church. Yeah, but true. But I think you just, like, Yeah, so
7: tri- technically, I bought for Christmas, like, so, gosh, we started dating in April of 2007. And so in 2007. 2006- Who was
1: not alive in 2007?
7: That is so weird. Lord oh have
1: mercy. Put <laughs> your hand down, Liv. You're, like, 47. Yeah
7: no, she's not. <laughs> and so in, in December of the year before I bought tickets to see this band under oath. And I would say that was probably technically cause it happened in February of the next year. So March, April, you officially asked me out in April, but we were kind yep. of talking and sort of dating up to that point in a sense. So I'd say it was the under oath show.
1: Which is fitting, because yeah. the only things that we're polar opposite and everything, the only things that we agree on is music and Jesus, like that's yeah. it. So, but all, I mean, Underoath didn't only play; they're probably very curious about the other bands who played, right, guys? No, they have no. A band all of you've heard of called Armor for Sleep, <laughs> great band, and then a,
7: maybe your parents a, a
1: solid classic emo band called Taking Back Sunday, so good. Yeah. Okay, Laura, Laura, knows. it's, it's Laura you knows. us. And maybe Levi, yeah. like, that's it. All right, next question. Um, this was a great question that was sent in. Uh, how do I get Riz?
7: Oh, jeez. You know, you are funny. You, you, you. <laughs> you who asked this question.
1: So I Googled it, guys. Uh, same, same. <laughs> here's what I put in my notes. I put, be a gentleman. <laughs> here's a great way. When you meet her for the first time, look at her in her eyes above her <laughs> neck, okay? That's probably some great advice.
7: How do I get Riz?
1: Do you have, do you have a response? Be
7: kind. Gosh, if people could just be kind, I feel like that's the coolest thing ever. Be kind.
1: Also, Real response. we're assuming that whoever sent this question, like they, um... They they it was a typo because they put Ritz so I'm assuming they meant Riz and not the crackers Ritz which are also delicious. All right, next question. Um, what's the best pickup line you know?
7: I didn't know, like any pickup lines. I'm just not that person. So I did Google one, though, because I was like, I got to have one ready. And so we're going right. to just, like, throw it out there. Like, you guys have to do this with me. Okay, imagine, me imagine like, we're we're out, and I'm, like, a do guy all that.
1: that you just see and you think he's cute. We're at an emo concert. Oh, it's geez. 2007. No. My hair's in my face, and you're trying to pick me up. Go ahead.
7: I would say yeah. God bless you, but it looks like he already has. <laughs> I did google it so there's that but you know it's fine i had it
1: ready though oh there it is right there right there yeah oh i'm just reading the book of numbers and yours isn't in there come on how about this one okay hey my love for you my love for you it's like diarrhea i just can't hold it in the junior high boys are like yes that's a great one Hey, here's a great, guys, guys, gentlemen. All right, here you go. I'm helping you out here. You got, you got your notes ready? Write this down, boys. Here's a great pickup line. Probably the best pickup line that you could possibly use. Here it is. You're beautiful. What's your name? <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't you, like don't use pickup lines unless you're being super cheesy and annoying i asked alicia in the office i was like do you think that pickup line when i got this question i was like you think pickup lines work?" he she's like heck no i was like what if they're being super cheesy and corny like maybe she said she said if he makes me smile <laughs> it's like that's adorable <laughs> all right um what's your what's your favorite thing about what's your favorite thing about Corey? what's your favorite thing about amber
7: I would say my favorite thing about you is you're very thoughtful and you write, he writes me notes for Valentine's Day, my birthday. It's like the sweetest thing ever. And he'll do like 30 things, like for my birthday, like how old I'm turning. He'll do like that many cool things about me or us or, he's so thoughtful.
1: It's getting job. tougher and tougher because we're getting older and older, and those lists <laughs> list are getting, getting longer, longer and longer. It it's going to be like the 127 things that I love about you. Oh wow,
7: that's real. <laughs> you think we'll live
1: to 127?
7: I might be with Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> I don't make to 127.
1: What else? What else is your favorite thing? <laughs> this is my favorite part so far.
7: I thought your favorite thing is the one thing, but there are many things that I love about you. Oh, I love like that what? you play guitar. Yeah. You are so passionate about guitar. What else? And- <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> there's, there's more of this.
1: Keep it coming. <laughs> um, my favorite thing about Amber, um, it's funny because this is almost, in, in a certain way, it's kind of also my least favorite thing about her. <laughs> it's her passion. Like, she's so, she's such a passionate person. It's my favorite thing when it comes to, like, her passion for Jesus her passion for you guys, for, for youth ministry, for ministry, for serving Jesus. Um, her passion for the kingdom of God. Her passion for music. Like, this girl, like, loves mu. Like, I'm a musician. She loves music more than I do, for sure. Um, her passion for people. But it's also my least favorite thing because when she gets passionate about something that, like, we disagree on, bro, I say all the time, like, I married a white woman because I like a little bit of attitude, you know what I'm saying? But that's probably my favorite thing about her, her passion. Um, what's your favorite thing about marriage? Uh,
7: getting to do everything with my best friend. Like, we just went to England, and it was like we had so much fun together every day. It was sick.
1: Yeah, it's like our plant? <laughs> the, team, the team made sure to, like, make it look good, so and they gave us a plant. <laughs> sick. Is it oh, Alicia? Thanks for the plant, Alicia. Um, My favorite thing, it's kind of not fair because I kind of said the same thing. My favorite thing about marriage is, like, you just never have to do anything alone, which is awesome. Like, even down to, like, getting dressed in the morning. It's like, hey, babe, does this shirt go with these pants? Like, it's so great. It's like, hey, um, I don't have the, like, I, I hate it when we're in a hotel or we stay at someone's house and they don't have the mirror plus this mirror. Because then I can't see the back of my head. <laughs> I can't check my own hair. But I have a wife around, you know, and I'm like, babe, back of my hair look okay? You know, like, just never having to do anything alone. That's got to be my favorite thing about marriage. All right, we're going to jump into, those are our icebreaker questions. We're going to jump into, um, really quick, we're calling this, like, our, our shotgun question round. We're going to boom, 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 hit a few questions that were sent into us that we feel like we can kind of knock out super quick. Here's the first one. How old... Should you be to date? How old should you be to date? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this super quick. Um, whatever your parents say. I know, you guys just fell more in love with me. It's the least possible popular answer a youth pastor could give. But can I tell you, there's so much wisdom in that. So however, whenever, whenever your parents say, number one. Number two, when you're right with Jesus... When your relationship with Jesus is like really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when you're, here's a good one, okay? You ready for this? Look, could you never say, you ready for this? When you are confident enough to break up with that person if you'll need to. That's a great way to know, okay? Maturity levels vary, but that's what I'd say about that. Shotgun round.
7: Yeah, so I'd say a lot more, quick. but I'm doing it quick. I know, it has to be quick. Okay, so have you ever asked God? Woo! Obviously, your parents, duh, your parents, number one, but like, like number one, because you're living under their roof, and they're taking care of you, and yeah. so your parents are guardians, but have you ever asked God, like, am I ready? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great question, and so, James 1, 5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and will be given to you, so he's ready to give you wisdom, he's ready to help you and lead you, so real quick, that's it.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, Next, uh, next question here. Thoughts on long-distance relationships. Anybody in a long-distance relationship? <laughs> <laughs> um, long-distance relationships. Thoughts on that. Uh, it can work, um, but it's really difficult. It's going to be a challenge, and it's going to have to be a healthy, godly relationship. You're going to have to have um, a lot of intentionality. It's going to have to be healthy. It's going to have to be godly.
7: Yeah. I think every situation is unique. You have to be committed. If both parties are committed to one another and to the Lord, then they can view their season of separation as like a training ground for what God wants to do in each of their lives. So it can work, but it's, I wouldn't recommend it. It's going to be very difficult. Love no you, offense. Trin. But what did I just say? What did I just say? Season of separation, a training ground, what God wants to do. You'll be all right. You'll be This all is right. a really
1: cool question. that You're was sent tough. In. <laughs> yeah, you, You're got, tough. This. you um, got this. You got this. Somebody sent in this question, it's really good. It says, uh, Guys have a lot of expectations like holding, the door, holding oh. doors open, um, holding hands, et cetera, um, uh, uh, being chivalrous is, is their point. Um, what are expectations for girls?
7: That was such and a I said, funny
1: question. Amber?
7: Yeah, that is such a funny question. So I looked It'd be up which, like
1: really awkward if I was like, well, let me tell you, ladies. <laughs> like, like, that's not very nice.
7: Yeah, chivalry, uh, I kind of looked it up just to kind of get a little view of that. And so really, it's a system of values such as loyalty and honor that knights in the Middle Age, which we went to England and there were literal castles, like ruins of castles from what, AD 27? Seven. Oh, in the middle of Manchester, it was insane. But anyways... Side note. Um, But knights in the middle age were expected to follow like an honorable, polite way of behaving, especially toward women. And so what it talks about, it wasn't a thing for women. It was just a thing for men. They protected, looked out for women. They just were honoring and, you know. And so I think, how do we respond? Um, We respectfully accept the kind act if someone, if a guy opens a door for us, they give us their seat and um, a, guy,
1: a guy on, like, a train gave me his I was his literally seat.
7: about to say that. It's what? in my notes. But, yeah, he get did. That. Yeah, I'm glad you brought We're it up because so that was sync. something. So um, I will not give in to, get this, I will not give in to the attitude of pride where I won't accept kind acts from guys. So let's not be the people, the students, the, let's not be the generation that says, like, you don't open a door for me. How about you just accept the kind act and, like, let your pride go? How about that? Yeah. It's a very nice thing. So ladies, and say thank you. Maybe thank you is what you should say.
1: If chivalry is dying, it's because you're killing it. Don't
7: kill it. It's don't a beautiful it. thing. It's a nice thing to be kind. Yeah. Remember. Well, it would
1: just be funny, like <laughs> ladies who are like,
7: "There's no good guys out there. There's no polite guys. There's no honoring guys. There's no guys who. There's, there's
1: no more gentlemen anymore." And then when someone tries to be a gentleman, you go, "I'm an independent woman. I don't need your help." It's like, come on now. Oh, yeah. I guess, okay, so I, j- yeah. I did think about a response. I did was you? just going to let okay. you respond. So chivalry is, um, is this sort of call for men to show honor yes. to women. Then women, your responsibility then is to live in such a way that you're worth honoring. Yeah. Don't be out there living it all dishonorably. Yeah. And Okay, a.k.a. Don't be freaking sketchy, okay? All right, next question. There you go. That's your, that's your job, I guess. Um, if someone says they're not ready for a relationship, should you wait for them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good response. Okay, okay, we'll let you guys. All right. If somebody says they're not ready for a relationship, should you wait for them? Give your response on three, one, two, three. <laughs> well, wow, okay, there are some yeses and some noes. Here's my response. Here's what I would say. Are they worth waiting for? No, 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 no. I was like, because maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Here's how I would say it, right? Um, Anybody ever go to like a really, 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 really nice restaurant? Right? If ever you go to a restaurant and you don't make a reservation, there's going to be a wait time, right? Okay. Imagine you were to pull up to McDonald's. And they're like, hey, welcome to McDonald's. We'll seat you. It's about an hour wait. Heck no, baby, right? There's my point. Are they worth the wait?
7: Yeah, well, I think if someone's not ready, like, just keep moving forward with God. You don't need to stand there, wonder why, be confused. I don't know what's going on. You're sort of wasting time if you're, and where's your focus, you know? Like, are you focused like, oh, should I wait? Should I wait? I don't know, I don't know. No. It's like, no, just keep moving forward with God because you'll be all right. And you don't need to wait there. You don't need to get stuck there. Just keep moving forward with God.
1: Yeah, that's great. All right, last of the the quick shotgun questions that we're going to dig a little deeper into some of these questions. Um, What does it mean when someone is confused about their feelings? What does it mean when someone's confused about their feelings? Here's the thing. Somebody say, here's the thing.
7: Here's the thing.
1: Um, Feelings can be confusing. Like, your feelings can be confusing. Your feelings can be uh, even manipulating at times. Like, don't follow your heart. It's, it's terrible advice. I know, like, Disney made it sound so, I want to be where the people are. I want to see, like, it <laughs> sounds great. Like, like what, what movie is this from? Do you trust me? Aladdin. Come on, those are real fans right there. Yeah, but, like, then Princess Jasmine trusting Aladdin got her 30,000 feet off of the ground on a flying rug with an imposter who wasn't a prince. He was homeless, and his best friend was a monkey. Like, like, so, so don't follow your feelings. Here's the thing about your feelings, though. They're not all bad. They're a good indicator, but they're a bad dictator. Anybody, anybody have a car? Okay, anybody's parents have a car? There we go. Um, What's the orange light on, on the dash that comes on? It's like the check engine light, right? So when the check engine light comes on, do you, do you just throw your car away? No, right, but what is it doing? It's indicating that there's something you want to pop the hood and check, check some things out. Like, is everything okay, right? So feelings can be um, confusing, but either other way, don't be led by your feelings. That's what I'd say.
7: Yeah, I would say, number one, they're using it as a cop-out to just, like, play games with you. So that's the negative side of it, which you do, people do that. They'll be like, I'm just confused. No, you're just not wanting to just be with me and be serious about this, so bye. Um, so no, like if someone's confused about their feelings, to me it's a clear indicator that they're not ready for a serious relationship. And so if they're not ready for a serious relationship, then it's not the right time, it's not the right person, you should keep moving forward. Um, but I think it's good also too, on a positive side, um, give people... Like, not even just romantic relationships, friends, family. Give people time and space to get to know them. See how they act in terrible situations. See how they act in awesome situations. And you get to know them that way. And I think maybe if someone is actually genuinely confused and, like, they just need some time, then maybe later down the road it's like, oh, this is kind of working out now. But to be honest, I'd see... Far too often when I talk to girls, oh, well, they said they're confused. No, they're playing games with you, so just goodbye.
1: <laughs> uh, this is why I love this is why I love doing, like, a panel thing together because I, I kind of, like, thought about and approached that question totally different. I thought of it in terms of, like, feelings in general and not necessarily feelings about a specific person, like if a girl were to go to a guy and be like, hey, I like you. Do you like me? And then he's like, I don't know, like, just confused. <laughs> I don't really know how I feel. If that's the case... Then, like, Bye. kick rocks, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, I like you. I don't know how I feel about you. All right. That's the answer. Right? Okay. Like, you know, uh, uh, relationships in that regard are something like the kingdom of God. Be hot or cold. Because if you're lukewarm, you're going to get vomited okay. out of mouth. Right? Like, if you guys don't know that verse, it's a verse in uh, the is- Bible in Revelation. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, in I, I like that you saw that in a totally different way. If they're, like, yeah. Guys, if you go to her and you're like, "Hey girl, I like you." And then he's and then she goes, she goes, "Well, I don't know." Like I'm just kind of yeah. confused. Then it's like, "This isn't confusing." No. It's like, it's like <laughs> when you when you ask your when you ask your girl, "Hey, what do you want to eat?" and she goes, "It's not that simple." And you're like, "It's that hey, simple." Isn't. She's like, "No, it's not."
7: <laughs> it's it like, kind of bro. isn't that simple.
1: <laughs> it is. It's so simple. It depends it's on the so name. If they're confused about whether or not they like you, then it just, just move on. Go do your thing. I like that you saw that. differently. All right. That was the icebreakers. That was the quick questions. We're going to dig into a few of these questions now. And you guys really did send in some great, great, great questions. We'll kind of pop over to Instagram and see if there's anything that we want to dig into there, um, if there's any that are, are different than the ones that we have sitting in front of us. Here's a great question. How do you know... If that person is the one God has sent you, do you just know or does it take time? I'm going to say that one more time. How do you know if that person is the one that God sent you? Do you just know or does it take time? All right, so first off, I want to tell you something that is like insanely valuable for you, okay? Time is your friend. Mm -hmm. Time's on your side. Like, like, time is so valuable and reveals so much stuff, okay? First yeah. um, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, it says, love is patient. Yeah. See, so if you're not willing to be patient, if they're not willing to be patient, then it's really just not, it's not something worth pursuing. So, uh, yeah, time um, is something that, like, will reveal a lot. But also, um, <laughs> how do you know if God sent them? Like, that's such an interesting way to ask it because, like, how do you know God sent them? And I think the better question would be, how do you know if they're a good and godly option? To which that, I would say, um, here's a great verse for you to go to. Everybody write this verse down. If you're a note taker, I love you. You're awesome. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It's a verse that's famously known as the fruit of the Spirit. Here's how you can know, not if God sent them, but if they're a good and godly option. If this is being displayed in their life, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. There's nine things here, okay? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Are they showing and expressing those things regularly in their life, then they might be a good, godly option. That's what I'd say.
7: Yeah. I would say that um, I don't know that, like, God sends you one person. I think when I think of this question, the first thought I had was um, the scripture that talks about when you're in the house of God, your life flourishes. So, when you are planted in the house of God, you are at services, taking seriously what God wants to do in your life, your life will flourish. And I also think a lot about how, when you're really focused on your relationship with God, sometimes, you know, and Corey has said this in the past like, you're just running with God, you're kind of walking, running, you're doing your thing, you're serving, you know, you're growing, you're learning. And then you look over and there's someone that's like, you're interested in, and it's, like, very cool, Um, but really, I think a lot about how we can focus on a person kind of coming, and, like, oh, the one, or the the person that God's sending me, but really, like, we're kind of looking past the real prize, you know, and I know these are questions, so you're kind of digging into some of this, like, you know, just, like, Conversational stuff. So, um, but I always want to take it back and remind you. You know, the real prize is Jesus, His presence daily, what He does in our lives. Everything else, all the good things, all the things that are just like make a heartbeat fast, like we're stoked on, we're passionate about. Like yeah. the, that's like the cherry on top. Yeah. Like, like your heart should be so focused on God that you just kind of look over and you're like, hey. You're kinda cool and like they're doing the same thing. They're focused on God. And that's sort of like, you know, I don't believe God sent me Corey. I believe a friend (laughs) I believe a friend invited me to youth group like this. And I started going to the youth group. And I started um hanging out with the youth pastor's wife. Excuse me. And I got to know what true discipleship was, and I started to grow. I got my first Bible, and I started to learn about God. And then I looked over, and I was like, you know, had friends with like a bunch of people in the youth group. And I thought this guy was really cute. And I was like, maybe one day, maybe one day. And, yes, it's been many days, almost 14 years now of being married, 17 years of being knowing each other, which is wild. which is crazy because it is. we met at it 17. Is,
1: yeah, We've so known every each year other after this, we'll have been together longer than, than we, we weren't. weren't,
7: which is wild. Sick. That's insane. But all that to say, Sick. you know, I love that question um, because you are trying to figure out. You know, is it like one person that sends you? Well, just keep trucking along with God, yeah. and then just look over and you see someone cool, and they're moving with God too. Then like, hey. Let's hang out.
1: (laughs) I think, too, that, like, how do you know? So, not, I don't really think the right question is, how do you know God sent you someone? Soulmates just aren't, it's not biblical. Soulmates aren't real. I know, ladies, I'm sorry. Like, so many of you just had your little 12-year-old hearts broken. But, like, what's better? Like, God's saying, hey, I've created one soulmate for you. There's 7 billion people on the planet. (laughs) Good luck. Like, hopefully they live on the same continent as you. Hopefully, hopefully, they speak the same language as you, and hopefully, they're not married to somebody else already. <laughs> like, you know, so, or what's better? Or God's saying, hey, like, I've given you a brain, <laughs> I've given you my Holy Spirit, I've given yeah. you my word, mm-hmm. I've given you mentors, leaders, some people to help keep you accountable. Now, hey, yeah. make a great decision. And make sure you make a good decision. Because I'm convinced that the number one most important decision you'll make with your life is whether or not you'll follow Jesus. The second is who you will one day marry. I really believe that. So how can you know they're a good godly option? A really great way. Are they displaying the fruits of the spirit in their life? But also, do you have some mentors around you that can help you? Because some of you all are like, you got like. There's people trying, your connect group leader, your pastors, even your friends, people around you are like, they're no good for you. And you're like, but he's so hot. So is hell. All right. And you don't want to go there. So like, let him go, you know. All right, I'm kidding. Um, But like, like make a really, really good choice. I want to jump into a live question. Um, just so you know, any questions that get sent in, I'm not going to be like, all right, this question is from. <laughs> now everybody go to their Instagram. Yeah, no. no um, yeah. We'll keep them all anonymous. But here's a really good one. Uh, <laughs> kind of in that same vein, is yeah. there someone for everyone? Is there someone for everyone? Here's the cool thing about the live questions. we Obviously, we haven't seen them. We haven't prepared. We're just going to like,
7: mm-hmm.
1: we have to just sort of follow the Holy yeah. Spirit and his leading in how he'd answer this stuff. So.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Um Say it again.
1: Is there someone for everyone?
7: Uh, So like one person, I'm assuming, for everybody, like what we were just talking about. I don't think so. I think there's choices, just like God Mm -hmm. gives us the choice to choose to surrender to him. Yeah. Like he he sacrificed himself, and like we have the choice to choose him, which is already mind-blowing. And so I believe that God gives us a choice of who we attach our life to. If we do attach our life to someone, and right. so like in a serious way like this, um, but when you get married, that is the one, and yeah. forever will be the one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't. I would say no. He there's not like the. There's, there's not, not the a one.
1: someone for everyone. There's not
7: someone. Yeah. But so here, here's what and I would some say. Some people are are called to walk out just singleness, and yeah, that's and honestly having God is all you'll ever need. Yeah. So like I said, you know, even thinking about this dream trip that we went on, going to England, I always grew up, and it was a dream trip for me because I grew up with not a lot of things. I didn't, you know, we didn't go on family trips. We didn't go on vacations. And I was like, I will never have the means or a way to ever travel to England. And I'll take you, girl. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I did take you so you check. did
7: you're amazing but really god made a way oh, come on way to <laughs> bring some
1: perspective
7: god did make a way because honestly during the trip i was thinking man like god this is just the cherry on top like i get to do these things i get to go to these places like but you know what if not like i have enough and i have enough that's gonna take care of me so i don't know i think you know paul talks about that
1: yeah yeah so our student so. who had asked like before service like hey does the bible say anything about like a living a life of singleness, and, and the, the Bible actually does, and, and the Apostle Paul, who is the writer of the majority of the New Testament, um, he's kind of responsible for um, a lot of the spreading of the gospel in the first century, he actually talks about, like, he, he, was, he was single his whole life, he never got married, and um, part of that was before was because before he um, before he had an experience with Jesus, he was what was called a Pharisee, which was like a, a Jewish a Jewish religious teacher, and they weren't allowed to get married. Um, but then once he got saved, he was like, you know what? I'm not going to get married. And the reason why is because God's going to call me to go here, there, and everywhere. God's going to call me to go to really dangerous places. God's going to call me to live on bare minimum. God's going to call me in a lot of ways to be like basically homeless. And if I have a, he's basically saying like, yo, if I have a wife and kids, you know, my first ministry is my wife. My marriage is my first ministry. Like, like this is my priority. So everything else comes second to my marriage. Cause if my marriage falls apart, my ministry falls apart. Right? So Paul was like, yo, and if you're not married, well, imagine if you're not married and God goes, Hey, I want you to pick up everything and go to Africa. She'd go build a church there. I want you to start an orphanage. You don't have to be like, okay, well, what do I do with my wife, my kids? What do I do about my husband, my kids, my family? Because if you're married, then that's your first priority. So there is some biblical permission to a lifelong um, singleness, right? And and even though I don't think we see that all that often in our culture, it still happens. And God does still do that. So there is some permission. But is there someone for everyone? Not that there's someone But here's what I do believe. Um, Psalm 37, verse 4. Write that verse down if if you got notes in front of you. Psalm 37, verse 4. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Um, So the word delight is not like, Yay, Jesus! Like, I'm so happy in the Lord. No, the word delight is more like the word um, be pliable in the hands of God. So who remembers Plato? You guys remember Plato? Dude, the red Plato tasted the best, for sure. So imagine, like, just imagine for a moment, like, what Plato feels like in your hands, right? You guys all remember playing with Plato, forming it, all of that, right? So the picture we get from Psalm 37.4 is if you are like that in God's hands, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. So if you're like, I want to get married one day. I want to have a lifelong, godly, healthy, adventurous, fun, passionate, fulfilling marriage. I want that. God's like, Okay. Just be pliable in my hands, and I got you. Our pastor says all the time, you'll never come last by putting God first. Like, God's got you. If you just put him first, seek first the kingdom of of God. Matthew 6.33, I believe. Mm -hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God will take care of the rest. Like, just seek God first, and God will handle the rest. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. In a way that's even better, bless you, in a way that's even better than what you probably had in So hopefully that answers your question. That was a great, great question. You look like you want to say something Yeah, I
7: just want to end with this. You know, allow God to lead your life. Mm -hmm. Psalm 2711 says, teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path. God's going to lead you. So, you know, these questions are great to talk about, to have conversations with other, you know, people. And I think it's important that we do this, Q and our time. But God will lead you. That's why we always go back to that. Pivot back to God. You know, focus on him and let him lead you. Allow him to lead your life.
1: That's great. Hopefully that answers your question. Can anybody say amen to that? Cool? Yeah? Awesome. Let's jump into this question. How can I change the thought, my life will be fulfilled if I get into a relationship? So it's kind of like someone has this thought like, you know what? I think my life will be fulfilled if I just get into a relationship. They're asking, how do I change that thought? So let me give, um, as quick as I can, a sort of broad answer to this. Um, In Genesis, the first book in the Bible, you guys, even if you didn't grow up in church, which if you didn't, hey, like, if you don't know the Bible, you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about most of the time here. All good. You don't have to believe to belong here. There's so many of us who are still very new in our journey with God. But in the Bible, even if you didn't grow up in church, you probably heard of Adam and Eve, the first man and woman uh, that God created in the garden, right? And the crazy thing is that, like, when Satan comes along and tempts Adam and Eve, What he tempts them with is something they already had, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting. So check this out. Uh, Genesis 3, verse 4, this is the, the enemy, Satan, tempting Adam and Eve, saying, hey, you know, eat the fruit, eat that fruit on that tree, because you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Everybody say, like God. But check out this verse two chapters ago, Genesis 126. God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. God already created Adam and Eve in his image. We as, 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 as humans are the image bearers of God. Adam and Eve were already like God. Satan was tempting them with that which they already had. So how do you get past this thought, I'll be fulfilled if I get into a relationship? Realize you're kind of being tempted by that which you already have. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, you already have fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You're already fulfilled. Yeah. But here's the thing. I can tell you that, and you can realize it, but you don't need realization. You need revelation. Mm-hmm. Realization is something that I can tell you. Revelation is something that only God can show you. Right? Realization. Um, anybody know, did, did anybody else not know that you can actually change the brightness of your I, didn't, I actually didn't know that, but apparently you can literally change the brightness of your flashlight. So you go, you, you, you swipe down from up here, you hold down the flashlight thing, and then you get this toggle bar. So there's not only one level of brightness on your phone. Okay, be honest in the house of God. How many of you did not know that? You just learned something. That's realization. <laughs> Like, you've had no revelation. Your life isn't drastically changed. You didn't just go, this changes everything. You know what revelation is? Revelation is when God shows you something and you go, wow, this changes everything. Yeah. Like, you don't need a relationship to find fulfillment. No. You already have fulfillment if you're in relationship with me. But the thing is, is that you can hear that and not have... Like, only God can convince your heart of that, okay? you got to let him convince your heart of it. That's what I would say about that.
7: Yeah, I mean, just recognizing that it's a lie. Like, (laughs) a relationship is not going to fulfill you. And it's actually setting you up for failure. Because when you get into that relationship that you think is going to fulfill you, it's going to actually fail you every time. So, because the enemy likes to twist things, and because we make really dumb decisions sometimes... um, We all make mistakes. That's human nature. (laughs) Um, Myself included, by the way. Uh, But we just need to recognize that it's a lie and that we will not be fulfilled. We will actually be failed because that relationship will never fulfill you. And maybe for a season, like that's the thing is I think why people kind of run to relationships and they think it's going to fulfill them because it, it can fulfill you for a few months, maybe a few years. And the longer that you're in that relationship that you think is going to fulfill you, there will be a day, whether it's months or years, where you have the realization that it actually failed you and it's not what you thought it was years later or months later or whatever. Now, the longer the time on that, the harder it, it is, the bigger the hurt, the deeper the hurt. So the more time in that relationship that you think is going to fulfill you, um, the more hurt you'll be at the end of it. And probably the more that you'll give away, which is devastating. And so just realizing that it's a lie. um, Ephesians 3.19 says this. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God has enough for you. Everything else is just like, wow, thank you, God. Thank you for that extra thing. Thank you for, you know, a beautiful home. Thank you for a bed to sleep in. Thank you for a wonderful family. Thank you for a community like Bridge Youth that we get to do life together. We get to walk out our faith together. Like these, that's why gratitude needs to be in your heart because everything else is like, it's just, it's so extra good because God is already good enough. And so I think we'll spend our whole life trying to grow in that love, right? Because there's still so much. And we'll always have things that we have to learn about God to grow in the fullness of God. So we'll all struggle until the day that we meet Jesus to understand that fullness. But I want to remind you that you have enough in him, you know?
1: Definitely. Um, As Jake comes up and starts making it so spiritual (laughs) right now. um, I want to probably, almost for sure, but we'll see, um, land on... A kind of two-part heavy question. Uh, now, I want to preface this question by saying, for some of you, it might feel like a little bit early for you to dig into this conversation. So we're going to kind of leave it a bit general. And I'll preface the question by saying, go go talk with your parents about this. I mean, especially if your parents are are Christian. Go talk with your parents. And I know you'd be like, no, like that is so uncomfortable. okay cool then just be robbed of like blessing and wisdom that is sitting in your own house okay um someone sent in a question um does god really care if i wait until marriage and the second part of the question was but what if i've already messed up so to answer the first part of that i would say um yeah god cares Statistically, statistically, the vast majority of this room will not wait until marriage, which is so heartbreaking. Amber and I, we waited until marriage. There are some things that we gave away, which is one of the hardest things about being married, is to know that, like, my wife wasn't my first kiss, and I wasn't her first kiss. I've gone back and beat up every one of those boys, though, so don't worry. Um, but God does, he does care. There's a verse um, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. It says, marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. Why? Why does God care so much if we wait? Well, because this, this this thing that we think is just physical is actually very, very, very spiritual. And I know that this is like we joke every time. We're like, okay, we're in a series on the topics of love, sex, <laughs> and dating. Oh, gosh, he said sex. You guys want like reality check? God created sex. You want to have like your mind and your perspective about God completely shattered and completely shifted, especially for those of you who are maybe brand new to church. Sex was God's idea. I know for some of you, you're like, no way. That's because the only perspective about this that you have is, is culture, society, movies, social media your friends, and the experiences that you've had. The enemy can't create anything. He can only distort that which God has already created. The enemy can't create anything. He can only try to destroy that which God has already created. Here's the truth about sex. God created it as a spiritual act that is actually the most exclusive club that you were ever meant to be a part of. One out of one. That that like, like, this would be it. And nobody else. And no one else would have this experience with your spouse, with your husband, with your wife. Nobody else. And it's actually the sign that God created as the covenant of marriage. And I know so many of you are so uncomfortable right now. But what I'm giving you is just the Bible. God said... Man and a woman, you're gonna get married? Let me give you a sign, a gift, a, 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 a an experience of intimacy that's just for you too. No one else, nobody else will experience this with you. Why are diamonds so expensive? Because they're so rare. And that which is rare is valuable. That, that which is exclusive is valuable. It's when it's just one other person, there's so much and God created this and God cares. You want to tackle that first part, what you, what you want to share in there and then we'll tackle that second part.
7: Yeah. Um, Ephesians, sorry, not Ephesians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 it says run from sexual sin no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does and so i think a lot about that scripture and how god says that sexual sin affects the body that it is different and i think that when we read that scripture we know that because We've heard stories from friends, from family that have walked through really hard things when it comes to sexual sin. And I think we can recognize that God's word is true, that it is something that's deep. It's something that's different. And and I think sometimes we easily fall into the lie of our culture of like, just sleep around, or just, maybe not just sleep around, but or maybe just, you know, this person, you know, no big deal, like, like, it's okay to, you know, to just be flippant with it, but when someone is hurt in a sexual way, like, we won't get too deep into that, but we kind of take a step back, and we're like, that is heavy. Well, it's heavy when people are sleeping around, or, You're flippant with it. So I think it's interesting that the culture's like, yeah, yeah, just no big deal. But when someone is hurt, and I can say that because I was hurt um, in a sexual way when I was younger, and God's healed me, and He's walked me through healing. But we get like, we take a step back when someone's been hurt sexually because it is something that's deep, it's something that's serious. And so why do we just flippantly think it's no big deal and go along with culture? When we know deep in our hearts, it is, it's serious, you know? And I think a lot of people are deceived by, we're deceived by ourselves. We're not being honest with ourselves and we're deceived by the enemy. I think the enemy twists things and it's easy to fall into that. So I think just going away, knowing that it's something that's really deep, that God says it's a deep thing and we really need to check it.
1: Yeah. What if the enemy's tricked you? Because here's what here's what the world, the enemy, people are all trying to convince you. Trying to say, this is, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's just, it's just fun. It's just this. It's just that. Well, I think anybody in the room who's ever made a mistake in this area, you already know how big of a deal it is, because you felt that, you've experienced it, you know the the, the shame, the guilt, the hurt, some who have been actually just betrayed, some jerk who came around and used you, and then took off, and then you were left there picking up the broken pieces, you know, because you've experienced but yeah this is a big deal and the enemy's tried to lie to an entire generation saying this is no big deal go be a part of it get on every screen you can and spectate it just like it's, it's all good no it's not all good this is probably one of if not the biggest lie of this generation and the enemy's deceiving so many people to do that Which, go go and look up the statistics For people who've had multiple partners before marriage, they're all bad. All the statistics are bad. There are none that are good, literally. It just all goes back to the science of the thing, these statistics, supporting what God's been saying in his word for thousands of years. But what if you have messed up? You know, religion, this is religion. I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. The gospel is I messed up. I need to call my dad. Can I tell you, God, God can't love you any less. Anything you've ever done will not make God love you less. And when you've messed up, even in this area, God, you are met with grace and love and forgiveness and restoration and a fresh start and a new beginning. And God can not only forgive you and renew you, he can restore you and bring reconciliation. But the one thing you for sure don't do is you don't just continue living in destruction and sin. That's one of the silliest tricks of the enemy, I think. He'll tell people who've messed up in this area, he'll say, he'll say, you've already messed up. What's the point? Well, like, where else would you apply that logic? Anybody in the room you snowboard? If you snowboard, it's like <laughs> the the answer to the question is, is not if you'll break a bone, it's when you'll break a bone. <laughs> you know? Snowboarding's so gnarly. But nobody is like broken their arm and been like, oh, I broke my arm. Might as well break the leg too. Oh, you know, I I, I broke my ankle. Let's kill my back too. Like that's so stupid. Like that's so that's so illogical. But then we think the same thing when it comes to destructive sin. The wages of sin is death. Just because you've sinned once doesn't mean you keep living in it. Here's the best thing that you can do if you've messed up in that area. The best thing you can do is turn to God Receive forgiveness, receive healing, receive restoration, repent of your sins, and then put as much time as you possibly can between that last mistake and the day you get married. Put as much time. The more time, the more healing. The more time, the more time God has to restore you and renew you. But can I just be so clear? Don't listen to the enemy I've been, I've been so stuck on that, that thought of so many of us think, like, towards God, like we think with religion, or like we think with our own. I, I remember with my, with my stepdad, when my mom would say the most terrifying words ever, just wait till your dad gets home. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And then my dad would get home from work and my mom would be like, oh, Eric, guess what your son Corey did? And I've already gone to Mexico and changed my name. I'm under a new identity because I knew if I stayed in that home, I'd be dead. I'm so scared. That's religion. God does not, like, 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 he does not respond to us like that. You need to renovate that out of your mind and out of your heart. I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. No, I messed up. I need to call my dad. I need to turn to God. I need to go to him. And so what we're going to do is, and maybe like you totally relate to that. Or maybe you totally don't. And you're like, I don't relate with that. And I don't ever want to experience that. I want to live a life of God's best for me. One of the questions we had, I I wrote down, why is it always just heaven or hell? Pastor Corey, will I go to hell if I feel? Like saving you from hell is not the hottest commodity in the kingdom of God. God would way rather be be blessing you and using you, then forgiving you and healing you. It's not. Is it sin if I that's the wrong question? What if it's what if it's is this God's best for me? Because if it's not, because God doesn't want you to live mediocrity, He doesn't want your life to be mediocre, He has a great life plan for you. It starts with some of this stuff. If you do this. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Maybe you're here and you've, you've made some mistakes. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you haven't quote-unquote sinned in some of the ways that we've been talking about in the last few moments, but, but maybe you've just given your heart to people other than God. And now you're realizing, you know what? God deserves my heart. I need to put it in his hands. If that's you... And I'm going to give you the opportunity in just a moment to give your life to Christ, to surrender your heart to God. If that's you, and maybe you have messed up, or maybe you're just like, no, I just want to turn to God. If that's you, what I'm going to do is in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I just want you, every eye closed, every head's bowed. All I want you to do is just lift your hand, put it right back down. I'll count to three, and if that's you, this is your moment, this is your time, this is your opportunity. Don't put off to tomorrow that what you could do today. When I get to three, you lift your hand, you put it right back down. You wanna give your life to God. You wanna start a relationship with him. You want forgiveness, you want restoration. You want renewal, you want a fresh start. God can give you all of that right now. When I get to three, you lift your hand, put it right back down. One, two, three, go. All over this place. Put it right back down. It's the best decision you can ever make with your life. I promise you that. What we're going to do right now is we're going to pray. We start this relationship with God with words that we say with our mouth, that we believe in our heart. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to pray. We're a family here, so we pray together. So would everybody in the room, just repeat these simple words right out loud, right after me. Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, know sinner, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you my mistakes, I give you everything. From this day forward, I'm going to follow you. From this day forward, I'm your child and you are my father. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? Hey, I want to pray one more prayer. Um, Man, I just think, like, what, what a room of, I mean, nearly 300 teenagers. What if we all just put God first in this area of our lives? Statistics say close to 50% of marriages would end in in divorce. Would it be possible that the the ripples of the effects of what could happen in this room tonight could change statistics? What if we really truly believed, God, you have better plans than I have for myself. God, I trust you at your word. You're able to do above and beyond all I could ever ask, imagine, or dream of. And, And this includes the area of relationships and love and marriage. So God, I want what you want. God, I want to put you first. And I don't ever want anything to get in the way of what you have for me. So what I want to do is I want to pray a prayer over you. Just that that would be our hearts. Right there at your seat. Would you do this? Would you just close your eyes? Put your hands out right in front of you like you're receiving something from God. God, right now we receive your love. We receive your grace. We receive the identity that you place on us as children of God. We receive the fulfillment that we have just by being your child. We receive the purposes that you've placed on our lives. God, in this moment, we just commit. The number one one relationship in our lives, it'll always be you, Jesus. If anything or anyone ever gets in the way of that, we'll be sure to get that out of our way out of our life. We don't want anything getting in our in the way of our relationship with you. God, we know that there's so many people out there. They give you they give you their heart and their life. They give you everything. They follow you with everything in them except for this one area in relationships. Not us, God. We're going to give you this part of our lives. So, God, I pray over every single young person like you've done in my life and for me and Amber. Would you go above and beyond? Would you bless them? God, for those who are young and they need to wait, they need to be patient. God, give them such a a heart of patience. Just knowing if it's just me and Jesus for the rest of my life, I'll be good. God, give them a heart of, of, God, I want you to be first. God, we joke, but I pray. Open up conversations with parents and these students. God, I pray that these students will have a heart towards their parents of trusting them, of leaning into the wisdom that they have, and letting them speak over their lives. God, I pray against the plans of the enemy that, that are towards these students to have secret sin and secret relationships. God, that they would keep relationships all out in the open, that there would be transparency that you would place leaders in their life to help them walk through this stuff. And I pray, God, that not a single one of these students would be swept out of of your family and community and church and purpose because they've gone chasing a relationship they had no business chasing. God, I pray forever they would seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, and they would trust God. You're gonna take care of the rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, one more time, can we just give God praise for what he's done in this place tonight? Hey, before we take off, before we go, um, uh, two things. Number one, hey, if you just prayed that prayer and you, uh, uh, you gave your life to Jesus, it's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning. We have a free gift for you called The Next Seven Days. It's seven videos. It's literally me on your phone or your tablet or your TV at your house or whatever, just walking you through what your faith journey is going to look like for the next week. It'll help answer some questions that you have, all that. Let us get this to you. Um, you can get it in a really easy way. Go to our Instagram, at bridge, Y-T-H underscore, and uh, just DM us the words next seven, and then we will handle the rest. One more time, can we welcome people into God's family? Hey, for those of you who DM some questions, we had a lot of questions we didn't even get to. Um, Amber and I, uh, tomorrow, we will go and we'll respond to your questions that you sent us on Instagram. But also many of you, you have relationships with some of our leaders. Hey, if you are are an adult leader in the room, would you just stand up real quick? Adult leader, if you are an adult leader in the room. Hey, if you've got some questions, thank you, tech team. Look, aren't they so good looking? Uh, We got the best leaders in the whole world. Hey, if you got some questions, can I tell you, these are some wise people who would love to connect with you, chat with you. We got connect groups on Sunday morning where we chat about this stuff. We'll be talking about it this Sunday morning. Go, even tonight, if you're seeing one of them and you're like, I don't even know who they are, but I like their face, all right? Go talk to them. Man, if you had a question, chat with them. They'll have some great things to share with you. And even if they don't know, they'll go, let's discover the question, the, let's discover the answer together. Um, Sign up for Youth
7: Convention. Sign up for Youth Convention. Honestly, it is so much it's fun. It's great. You don't want to miss it. Check out all the info. Let your parents see it so they know what's going on. But it's a youth conference. Three days. It's going to be amazing. In we're San so Diego. excited. Yeah, we'll be chartering out to San Diego. We'll be hanging out in, um, it's like, a, they have like a mall area there. But it'll be services. Town a country hotel. I mean, yeah, we'll have the hotel. It's a really nice hotel. So we're staying not in cabins, but a nice hotel, which is really nice. Yeah. We like that, we like that. So yes, it's sign up. It's gonna
1: be sick. Hey, have you enjoyed being in church tonight? <laughs> hey, we love you so much. We'll see you Sunday morning. Go on, this peace and love. Love y'all.